0: Plenty of good happened for the Minnesota Wild in 2022. Some bad as well. We will recap the whole 2022 year in our year in review today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks as always for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day of the week. Just a reminder you can find Locked On Wild on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we review the year 2022. We'll look at some of the good, some of the bad, and some of the in between as well. As we uh, recap what was uh, a very good year for the Wild, uh, but also some other interesting things that happened as well. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and happy 2023, everybody. Uh, a pretty good start to the season for the Minnesota Wild, and uh, a great 2022 um, 2023 so far for Minnesota, coming off of a uh, nifty win on New Year's Eve against the St. Louis Blues and since it is the new year, figured it would be a great time to just take a look back at some of the big things that happened throughout 2022 with our year in review and we'll start by talking about the back end of the 2021-2022 season, a season in which the Minnesota Wild set numerous team records Uh, in terms of wins, goals, you name it. The Minnesota Wild probably broke it in 2022, and uh, we saw a fantastic offense for the Minnesota Wild last year led by Kirill Kaprizov, and it featured a ton of secondary guys that uh, were able to score a ton of goals as well. You had Kevin Fiala with an 85-point season, You had Ryan Hartman with 34 goals. You had Jewel Eriksson Ek with 26. Marcus Foligno with 22. Matt Zuccarello uh, had a fantastic season himself. So you had a ton of guys that had career years for this wild team, and it led to them being a uh, pretty sneaky pick heading into the Stanley Cup playoffs to uh, do some damage and make some noise. But uh, obviously we'll talk about that in a little bit. Didn't end up going the uh, the way everyone had hoped. But uh, it culminated with a regular season 53-22-7 for the Minnesota Wild and uh, a franchise record in goals. All in all, a fantastic year for the Minnesota Wild, which included a, um, a fantastic year for Kirill Kaprizov in which he broke pretty much every record that uh, that existed for the Wild last year. He had uh, 46 goals, 108 points on the season, and uh, for a team that has not had a ton in the way of uh, of offensive firepower, it um, it was pretty pretty easy for him to uh, to rack up some of those career bests and uh, take his place amongst the all time greats for the Minnesota Wild. It is crazy that you get to this part. Of Kirill Kaprizov's career, and that he just he's just snatching up every record that exists uh, for this team and has stood since this franchise uh, came to be after the North Stars left. So he shattered all of Marion Gabrik's records the, uh, the points record, the goals record uh, just a masterful season for Kirill Kaprizov that left us all wondering what is he going to do for an encore? And so far this year has uh, done nothing short of just continuing to roll um, as he has. He's already got 20 goals this season, uh, 25 assists, 45 points for the Wild. uh, So he's over a point per game player so far this year. And, you know, I think the big takeaway from 2022 was that it was the year of the Caprizov. And so just a masterful season for him. Masterful season for the Minnesota Wilds uh, in which led to them being the two-seed and taking on the St. Louis Blues in the first round of the playoffs. And unfortunately, that ended the season on a sour note as the Wilds lost in six games to the Blues. They had uh, a couple of games in which they look really good. But let's look back and remember. The Wild were leading two games to one in that series, and just after that point, kind of lost contain. The St. Louis Blues got their mojo back, and uh, they were able to win the series and uh, send the Wild home frustrated after a great season. But we have talked about it at points as this season has gone on. Last year's Wild team, a lot of goals, but it kind of masked some of the other issues for the team. You know, they were not great on the power play. They were not great on the penalty kill last year. And so when you get into some of those more physical and tight playoff games, uh, the Wild just were not able to match up. They were not able to contain the St. Louis power play and just had too many guys that disappeared uh, in that series to be able to sustain it and to win and so they ended up getting beat in uh, in six games. And so you go from the highs of the franchise break a record breaking season to then the lows of getting ousted in the uh, the postseason uh, for 2022. Now that also, in just looking at the biggest stories for the Minnesota Wild, that also led to a ton of trades. And so uh, we will continue our year in review, taking a look at uh, some of the big trades, both at the trade deadline last season and leading up to this season and even during this, uh, this season as well, as we continue our year in review after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner is a product I use literally every single day of the week. I started taking AG one because it simplifies your vitamin and supplement routine every single day with just one delicious scoop of AG one. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, everything you could possibly want. Plus, it is lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And it is tried and true with over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Nutritional Insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen, all of 2022. Let's do it again in 2023 and try to set some new records for listenership. Uh, We have some exciting things that we uh, are looking at uh, incorporating into the folds, such as giveaways. And so uh, stay tuned. We'll, uh, We'll try to keep you up to date as to when those do occur continuing our year in review, let's talk trades because there have been plenty, both players coming in and players leaving for the Minnesota Wild here over the last calendar year. Now we'll start at the trade deadline last season. Minnesota Wilds were in good position to uh, to make a playoff push. and so they tried to uh, to fill some needs and to uh, address a couple of different potential upgrades. Um, at the deadline did have the trade before the deadline where Nico Sturm was sent to Colorado for Tyson Jost Jost. Uh, the hope was that he would provide a little bit of a spark in a new, uh, a new scene, new atmosphere, uh, not able to do a whole lot with the avalanche. And well, we all know how that played out, uh, as he was waived earlier this season, just, just didn't work out for Jost. He was given a bunch of opportunities, to uh, try to help the team out in different spots, and just just couldn't find solid footing uh, with this wild roster, and so now off in Buffalo doing his thing, and so uh, you have that trade to kind of kickstart the trade deadline, and I know looking back at that deadline and wondering you know, what are we what are we doing here, because um, it it certainly seemed like a situation where Bill Guerin is maybe taking a step back. Well, didn't end up that way as uh, the Wild acquire Nick Delorier from the Anaheim Ducks. They acquire Jake Middleton in a trade that sent Capo in it to San Jose, and they get the big prize of the trade deadline that being, Marc Andre Fleury to come in and form a goalie tandem with Cam Talbot. Didn't end up working out in the end. Flurry ended up being the guy that started most of the series against the Blues. And by the time the Wild made the change at goal, it was it was too late. So it didn't work out the way that the Wild would have hoped. But Flurry obviously has stuck around and has been uh, pretty good so far here to start this season. Uh, the other portion of the goalie tandem, as we'll talk about here in a little bit, has been a lot better. Um, and that was another trade that, uh, that happened after the season. But those in-season trade deadline moves, obviously Middleton worked out great. He has since signed an extension with this team. He has formed uh, what has been a very solid D pairing with Jared Spurgeon. Those two have been just wrecking balls uh, since they have been put together. One of the better defensive lines in all of hockey, in fact, since that uh, that tandem was put together. And so they have been just great. So the Middleton trade worked out great. The DeLaurier trade is similar to another one that we'll talk about um, in that it was to help kind of shield the rest of the roster from fights and from retaliation. He didn't end up playing a lot in the series against the St. Louis Blues just because the Wild were trying to combat that Blues roster with speed and they just I think got kind of swallowed up so much that you're playing your top three lines really that's it and so the Delorier trade didn't necessarily work out the Middleton trade did and um, I would have to say that uh, the Wilds have have liked what they've seen from uh, Marc-Andre Fleury so far Uh, and so that one I think is shaping up to be more of a win um, than a loss. Um, and those are the trade deadline deals. Then, of course, we had the big ones in the offseason, the Kevin Fiala trade in which Fiala was sent to the Los Angeles Kings for a first-round pick, the 19th overall pick uh, in the draft, and Brock Faber. So Faber playing with the Gophers right now, and uh, we've, we've chatted about him throughout the season. Looks like he is having a very solid year. You know, You know what you're getting with him defensively. And he's starting to add a little bit to the arsenal offensively as well. And uh, then with that 19th overall pick, the Wild able to draft Liam Ogren. And he has been uh, making some highlight plays in the World Juniors. So both guys look like they're going to be good, but you know how it goes with the trade. You can't really evaluate the trade until the players that you get in return are... Able to get up to the NHL level and to perform, and so as of right now, looks like a win of a trade for the Kings. Although the uh, the Kings are just the complete opposite of last year's team, where they had great defense, great goaltending, but uh, could not score goals to save their lives. Now they can score pretty good. They just they have no goaltending and uh, no team defense either. So I I, I still think is short term. Both the Kings and Fiala, I think, got what they wanted, and whether or not the Wild would have been able to sneak Fiala in, um, it it's not a situation I think that needs to be rehashed because it's already been it's already been taken care of, and uh, that's just that's just kind of how it goes for the Wild. So the Fiala trade was uh, was one of the bigger storylines. Of 2022 for Minnesota. You also then have the Cam Talbot trade and Talbot, his camp a little frustrated with the fact that he was going to be in a tandem with Marc-Andre Fleury again this season and was going to be the lesser paid portion of that goalie tandem. And so despite it sounding like things had been smoothed over between Cam Talbot and the Minnesota Wild, Bill Guerin trades him to the Senators for Philip Gustafson for some cap savings and to give the Wild an opportunity to maybe view Gustafson as a bridge goalie that they could throw into the rotation for the next few years to, uh, to help take some of the stress off of Marc-Andre Fleury. And Philip Gustafson has been fantastic this season. He has been, after a shaky start, but then again, everybody on the team was shaky through the first three games of the year. After a shaky start, he has been lights out for the Wild so far this season. And uh, since November 19th, he is near the top of the list in terms of goals against average and save percentage and uh, has just looks like a guy that uh, that the Wilds are going to be able to get a few more years out of. So I think you have to consider that a win-win because Talbot's been great with the Senators since he started the season after uh, missing the first couple of weeks of the year due to injury, he has been solid himself. And so that's a classic win-win, I think, for both teams uh, in that uh, Gustafson just continues to be absolutely solid for the, uh, the Minnesota Wild here this season. So a lot of trades, and of course, the one that seemed to spark the team this year, Ryan Reeves, being acquired by the Wild for a uh, fifth-round pick in 2025, I believe it was, Uh, Reeves has come in and he has restored order to this team, a team that looked a little lost to start the year. He's come in. He has uh, taken his place at the top of the hierarchy in terms of uh, who gets punished for what if teams try to kind of try to rough up the likes of Kirill Kaprizov or Matt Boldy or uh, anyone along those lines. So Reeves has come in. He's restored order there. He has given the team a little bit of swagger that they desperately needed, and so that trade has looked like a win as well for a team that uh, finds themselves squarely in the Central Division playoff push as one of those top three teams with some nice distance between them and the uh, the bottom of the pack. So it's uh, it's been. A year filled with interesting roster moves. But I think Bill Guerin has some quality wins among them. The big one, of course, is a little too far out to call it a win or a loss yet. But a few quality wins in there for Guerin in terms of trades. And some solid moves that he's made with this roster. Now, a few other things to discuss as we uh, look at uh, some of the other big storylines. For the Minnesota Wild, we'll talk about the young players that have made an impact and some that maybe have not quite yet as we finish today's year-in-review episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen. Each and every day for your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, recapping all the biggest stories from... 2022, as we turn the page to 2023. So the Minnesota Wilds have dealt with injuries uh, last year as well as this year. And um, so it's it's just one of those things that every franchise has to deal with. And you're tested if you don't have quality depth that can uh, step up and fill those spots. And, well, we've seen plenty of players that have been able to uh, to step in and provide a spark. Let's start with last year. Matt Boldy, starting the season injured, came in and took the team to new heights. And uh, if not for the fact that he missed almost half of the season, probably should have been in the Calder conversation uh, for the Minnesota Wilds. But nonetheless, fantastic last year, and he's off to a solid start this year. And so he has come in and has breathed some life into this franchise and has helped um, be one of those top scoring options for this team with Kevin Fiala in Los Angeles. So you get solid uh, contribution from Matt Boldy. We've also seen Mason Shaw earn a full-time spot on this roster with what he did in training camp and with the team dealing with injuries at the beginning of the season. So Mason Shaw has stepped in and uh, it has been very inspiring to watch him play considering his backstory of how he got to the NHL and what he had to overcome to do it. And so Mason Shaw, one of the big storylines of 2022, but we've also seen guys like Sammy Walker come up and have a big impact on this team, and also Adam Beckman coming in and giving the team solid minutes as well. And so all of the injuries that have ravaged this team so far, um, the wild have gotten solid contributions from everybody on the roster to offset uh some of those player injuries. And you know, as you look at it, and what can we expect in 2023? Well, it looks as though this team is is getting finally to fully healthy. Uh The only player yet to return from injury is Brandon Duhame, and he, having skated with the team at practice, Seems like he is going to be really close um, to getting back into the lineup, which means then that uh, heading into 2023, you're looking at a team that is as close to fully healthy as possible. You are starting to see the glimpses of last year's Ryan Hartman, which is, uh, is a good sign for this team as well. You are getting consistently above average goaltending, you're getting consistently good performances from the goalies. There are the hiccups thrown in now and again. But you're getting good goaltending. The offense has, for the most part, done its part. And so if you could just shore up the special teams heading into the uh, the final half of the season, you're going to be in pretty good shape uh, as a uh, as a team, which is crazy considering that uh Kevin Fiala and his production no longer on the roster. So if the Wilds can just continue to play their game and continue to power through, it's going to be a pretty solid 2023 for this roster as well. And let's not uh, let's not forget, in terms of rookie contributions, Kalen Addison, who has been helming the power play uh, for the Wild. Now, last few games have been a bit of a struggle for him, but... By and large, has been really solid on the power play this year, learning defense uh, kind of on the fly. But that was always Kalen's game. He is an offensive defenseman and was brought in to really help steer the power play that for the first month or two of the season was just absolutely sensational. And so if he can just get back to kind of doing that, I think he'll be fine as well. Now the big one, rookies-wise of course, is Marco Rossi. Rossi started the season with the team, and he was not necessarily put in a good situation to succeed. Also struggled a little bit himself to where he ended up getting sent down for the confidence booster trip uh, just to try to get himself back to where he can be a contributor for the Wild. Things have changed to the point where you'd like to have him on the roster, but you don't necessarily need to rush him back with how players have done um, throughout the lineup. There is kind of a logjam right now, as it is with players uh, playing in the starting lineup. So, for Marco Rossi, that's another big one for 2023 as well as to watch him continue to kind of figure it out and uh, is doing some good things down at the AHL level. So hopefully he'll be able to rejoin the team at some point to uh, just get some of that confidence back in his system and uh, to get back to producing at the NHL level. So by and large, rookies have been very impactful for the Wild so far this season, and uh, that's a huge reason as to why they've been able to withstand quite a bit of injuries uh, so far here this season. And so, like we talked about, if the wild just stay the course and play their game, twenty twenty three should be a good year as well. But we'll just have to see how things play out here as it unfolds. That will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. We've got another bonus episode for you. I know a lot of people probably going to be traveling, uh, like myself, for uh, the post New Year return. Uh, so we'll have uh, a couple of episodes for you for tomorrow. Um, so we'll uh, we'll take a look more at the. Minnesota sports scene in general uh, for our next bonus episode. So make sure to tune in for that. Make sure to keep it with Locked on Wild all throughout uh, the rest of the season. We've got you covered with pregame, postcast, as well as episodes all throughout the week as well. So make sure you follow us on YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms, which now includes Amazon Music. Subscribe wherever you listen and we will keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild the rest of the way. You can find us as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network with new episodes every Monday through Friday.